Hello and welcome to episode number 34 of the Golffront Podcast. My name is Brett Bevilacqua. I'm a realtor with Carolina Property Sales in Southern Pines, North Carolina. Every Monday, I release a new episode profiling one of the over 60 fantastic golf courses located in the Sandhills of North Carolina. This is the place to live if you live to play golf. This week, we head down to Rayford to play bayonet at Puppy Creek. Opened in 1995 and designed by William Byrd, Bayonet at Puppy Creek is 30 miles and about 45 minutes from the village of Pinehurst. It is well worth the trip. The layout is attractive and interesting. The course is chock full of dog legs and there isn't a ho-hum hole on the course. The conditions are generally excellent as the course is right next door to a turf farm. There is also a practice range, putting green, and you return to the clubhouse on the turn. Architect William Byrd designed or redesigned over a hundred courses throughout the South and is best known for Atlanta Country Club, the Country Club of North Carolina, Ocean Winds at Seabrook Island, Wild Wing Plantation, and Willow Creek Golf Club. Though Bayonet at Puppy Creek doesn't have the cachet of the aforementioned courses, it does have elements that will please plus handicappers as well as intermediate level players. Bayonetta Puppy Creek plays 7,065 yards from the tips with a 73.7 rating and slope of 144. From the white tees, it is a much friendlier 6,025 yards with a rating of 69 and slope of 122. The greens, like most courses in the Sandhill, are Bermuda and they are a challenge. Though the last time I played in early August, they were just top dressed and played a little slow. The first hole at Bayonet is a short dogleg right par 5. I generally dislike par 5s on the first hole, but this par 5 is fairly easy and will give you a shot to start one under par, which is nice. Off the tee, avoid trying to shave off too much of the corner as a bunker, a few trees, and some waste area will have you scrambling to get back on the fairway. The A position is left center of the fairway, leaving you a legitimate shot and getting home in two if you can avoid the green front bunker on the right. There is a creek that runs across the fairway about 150 yards from the green, but I just don't see how it would come into play off the tee or with your second shot. Like most greens on the course, the first is deep and thin, but the first is relatively straightforward. If your putting is dialed in, you most likely won't three-putt this offering. The second is a long and straight par four, but thanks to a downhill sloping fairway, it feels much shorter. Watch out for the bunker to the left, but most players should clear it off the tee. The green is protected left, right and back by bunkers, but most of the pin placements make this a relatively easy two putt. The third is a short but uphill par three, probably add a half a club to a club due to the elevation. The green is light bulb shaped, tiered and flanked by a pair of bunkers. This is not an easy green when putting back to front or vice versa. The par four fourth has a pond in front of the green that you cannot see from the tee. Big hitters need to leave the driver in the bag as it is most certainly reachable. Also, you don't want to go to the left. Missing the fairway left will leave you no choice but laying up. The fourth green is just as challenging as the third. The fifth hole is another short par five. To get there in two, favor the right side of the fairway and watch out for bunkers up front and to the right. The deep green is sloped fairly aggressively from left to right, making three putts a real possibility. The sixth is a wide open medium length par four. There is an expansive waste area to the right of the fairway that big hitters will need to watch out for. 
The large green is sloped from back to front and protected by bunkers up front. The par 4 7th is a tricky dogleg right par 4. If you try to cut the corner, you really need to go for the green as there is a natural area out of sight just as the fairway turns toward the green. If you go left of the green, there is quite a bit of waste area to contend with. The best move is to leave the driver in the bag and then you will have about 150 or so to an elevated back to front sloped green. The 8th is a long dogleg left par 4. For right-handers, if your draw game isn't on point, you will need to favor the left side of the fairway. Your approach will run downhill to a green that is fronted by a small creek and there are bunkers and a waste area to the right of what feels like a tucked off to the left back to front sloping green. The ninth is a short par three where you may need to add a club longer. The green is wide and shallow and is a challenge. Nine brings you back to the clubhouse. The 10th is a short par 4 that runs downhill and is very reachable. Favor center right of the fairway, and if you can get some downhill run, you could be close or on the green. The green is thin, and there is no sand to speak of. The par 4 11th is a tough dogleg left. It is easy to find the rough on either side, but the right rough will have you punching back out into the fairway to get a clear shot at a very thin, elevated back-to-front sloping green. Again, no sand anywhere near the green. 12 is another par 4 dogleg left that feels a bit longer than the 11th due to the elevation. There is a waste area all along the left side and about the last 100 yards along the right side. The green is slightly crowned in the middle, but not that noticeable. 13 is a tough and long dogleg left par 4 where it may be best to leave the driver in the bag. Cutting the corner may only leave you in the trees, and on the right, once you leave the fairway, you are going to run down a slope that will leave you in the weeds. Once again, the green is thin and deep. There is a tree to the left that could be trouble and a pair of bunkers on the right side. 14 is a lengthy downhill par 3 that plays significantly shorter than the posted yardage. The green is thin and there is waste area to the left and a bunker on the right. 15 is a short par 5 that turns to the left. The ideal drive will be on the right side of the fairway, setting up a shot to get there in two. Once again, the green is thin and deep, and there are a pair of bunkers on either side of the front of the green. 16 is a medium length par 3 with a thin and deep green. It is better to be right than left as there is a bunker front right. 17 is a long par 4 that bends to the left. There is trouble to the right. You can try to cut a little bit of the corner by aiming just to the right of the left side bunker, but be aware the fairway does thin out as you approach the green. 18 finishes with another short par 5, but this one is a little tougher to reach in two. Off the tee, there is a bit of trouble behind the right side bunkers. If you can get past them and put your drive just to the left, you will have a long approach shot to what may be the largest green on the course. All in all, Bayonet at Puppy Creek is a fun course that is well worth the trip and you'll be glad you did. To me, it is a poor man's Mid-South or Talamore. It isn't at that level, but at a third of the price, you get the feel of a top-level course at a bargain price. Greens fees are between $40 and $60, and it may be the best course around in that price range. For more information, visit their excellent website at bayonetgolf.com or give them a call at 910-904-1500. When it comes to golf front property, there's quite a bit on the front nine, but not much on the back. If you are looking in Rayford or anywhere else in the Sandhills, give me a call or a text at 845-365-3665 or send an email to brett 
at hmpfilms.com and I will show you all the area has to offer. Once again, I'm Brett Bevilacqua with Carolina Property Sales. Next week, we head back to Pinehurst to play Pinehurst number eight.